Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, and or good evening to you wherever you are. This is Reverend Esther R. Scott of New Birth Ministries wishing you victory, Yeshua, love, joy, peace, wit, wealth, success, patience, virtue, good health, money, mercy, grace, support, wisdom, positivity, abundance, prosperity, greatness, comfort, and relief. Church Online with me, Reverend Essie, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is for those who cannot attend the usual brick-and-mortar service who need to hear the word. Know that we're praying for you and for God to send you favor quickly. And remember that troubles don't last always. Amen? You have the victory, my friend. And check out our new website at revessie.org. God bless. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Hallelujah. Today is Sunday, September 5th, 2021, and God is still high on the throne and good. Amen. I pray that all is well with you. All is well this way. Get your books and your notebooks and your pens and maybe a snack, and to sit back and listen to the word today. God is good. We should bless him each and every day. Thank him each and every day. Not just use him as like a, a mailbox, just drop all of our problems in and wait for the answer. Amen. We just praise him, praise him, praise You guys missed some good praise yesterday. If you weren't at our, if it wasn't in our event yesterday that I held at my house, um, New Birth Country Get Together 21, you missed it. You There was blessings, so many blessings going around, and we had a wonderful time. And Elder uh, Pastor Rita Coleman DeSign preached, per, with a capital P, preached. It was We had a lot of food, and even my neighbors came. The praise and worship folks, I wished we had it on video. The praise and worship just echoed all throughout these hills where I live in. It was gorgeous, and there were sunshiny faces and happy people, kids playing. It was outstanding. It was all by the hand of God. Every person that was there had a part of it, and if they weren't there, it might not have went off. Amen. God uses everybody to get his will done. Amen. Hallelujah. No certain person, as I read, I did a reading uh, before we got started, and it says, you know, the, the, the fingers, the eye, the hand, the foot, we're all a part of the body. Everybody is needed. Jesus wants all of us to operate together. And, amen. And the anointing is the oil. Just like a car needs oil, you're in the anointing of God is your oil. If you don't have any anointing, you're going to put. <laughs> amen. Hey, hallelujah. Amen. I pray for um, the Bush family who recently lost uh, one of their sisters, uh, a Bush family from Houston, Pennsylvania. There's a lot going on. There's a lot for us to pray for. Uh, there's a lot of deaths uh, going on, just uh, unusual deaths. Uh, people are dying quicker than their uh, appointed time, we should say amen. And there's a lot going on in this world. Things that should not be. Amen? Things that just should not be. And we know it's not God. We know it's not God. 
Hallelujah. So let's keep the people, the souls all around the world in prayer. Yesterday we had, i got to add that too. I'm going to take my time. I don't want to leave anything out because it's so wonderful. And I hope you guys have time for me. Uh, but yesterday we had a 10-year-old come. He said he wanted to be <laughs> out of the grown people sitting there. My neighbors were there. I mean, you know, the majority of us were Christian, but we had some people there who didn't. They didn't even, he didn't even understand. He enjoyed the program. He enjoyed the, the, the service. He said, oh, you're going to have a service? And I said, yes, we're going to have, well, when everybody was doing praise and worship. And I told him, yes, we're going to have a service. He said, oh, okay. He sat down and was clapping. He was smiling. He was enjoying the service. And he had never seen before. He'd never been in a service before. And this 10-year-old little, handsome little boy, little, should I say, he was cute, he came up and asked for prayer. I believe it was, yeah, after uh, Pastor Rita preached, he came up and asked for prayer. And we gave him, you know, books to read, a little, you know, uh, thin books to read. And, 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 uh, and his mom was the cook. She threw down, guys, I'm telling you, she, the, the food was outstanding. I can't quit talking about it. And she was in the house crying. <laughs> it was just beautiful. God moved. And, and the, the message moved. The word was, it was beautiful. Hallelujah. So a 10-year-old boy came up and asked for prayer. And I think he would have took it a little further, but he was he was kind of a little nervous, you know. And so I believe I saw three. So about three ministers I laid hands on him and prayed. Hallelujah. So Mark. We, Mark Anthony, we love you. God bless you. If you listen to this one day, God bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. And may he open up your heart to Jesus Christ, and may you do the works of our Father in heaven. Hallelujah. So let me pray in. Lord God Almighty, you're so wonderful. You're so awesome. You're just outstanding. Your children are outstanding. The people that you use are outstanding. We love doing the works of the kingdom of heaven. Cause us to reverberate all around the world and the different ministries that you would have us to do. No certain ministry is greater than the other. Hallelujah. And we love you for that. Doing the ministry of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, is the greatest ministry anybody can have. We are all family. We are all one, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus cover each and every person that is listening to this right now, cover their households and everything else that they need covered. Even if they need something covered, Lord God, they can't see and haven't mentioned or thought about, you know what it is. So we leave it up to you. We trust you. We love you. You're awesome. Lord, you literally, we thank you. You actually held up the weather for us. We've been having uh, rainy, so many rainy days, so many bad days, and you literally held up the, the sun in the sky like you did for Joshua when he won the battle. You gave us the sunshine, held him up in the sky the complete day of, of Saturday, September 4th, 2021, so we could have your event, and that's that's outstanding. It's just beautiful. No words can express, no words can express how good God is, how good you are to your children. And the very next morning, I'm sitting here right now looking out the window looking at rain. You held up the weather purposely for your event. 
And for that, we thank you. Bless each and every person. And Holy Spirit, use me to deliver the word today. Use us all in the only way that you could use us. And if if there's some people out there that are afraid of being used, let them confirm to them that you are a friend and you will never, ever have them do anything that embarrassed them. You would never use them in a way that would embarrass them. You are love. Jesus, you are love. Holy Spirit, you are love. God, Jehovah, you are love. And we thank you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Soon, folks, uh, tomorrow, from, where's my notes? I have so many notes around here. I'm looking at like three different things. September 6th. Monday, September 6th through the 8th is Rosh Hashanah. Amen. And I have a little bit of, before I get to the word, which I'm not going to try to keep you long today, I have a little bit of information here for those who want to know about Rosh Hashanah. Um, You know, God chose the Israelites as his uh, chosen people, and everybody who is grafted in is considered as a part of God's chosen family. Amen? So we have to pray for Israel all the time. Remember them. Have no prejudice towards them, and just pray for them. Amen? Hallelujah. Don't do any judging. Just pray for Israel. You cannot serve an Israeli, a Jewish God, and Jesus came down in that in those people, in Israelis, in, in, in Jewish people. Jesus came down, was Jewish, practiced all of their practices, went to their temples and everything else. You can't serve him and hate the Jews. Amen. So let's, uh, let's start learning about them. Let's learn about their ways and, and enjoy it. I learn from their mistakes, amen, and, and, and pray that all of them consider Jesus Christ as not just a great scholar, but also the one that came to save them. There's so many who don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior, amen. Rosh Hashanah literally is the Jewish New Year. See, we celebrate in January. They celebrate at, at this time of the year, in September, sometimes October. The biblical name for this holiday is Yom Terah. Y-O-M, and then T-E-R-U-A-H, literally, day of shouting or blasting. So now do you guys see why we had the shofar being blown yesterday? And uh, Pastor Nicole, Reverend Nicole, she was trying to blow it because the, the little boys that usually blow it uh, from Pastor Kim's family, uh, they couldn't make it on time to blow it. They had other things that they had to do. They did come, but they came late. So Reverend Nicole was blowing it. She was trying to blow it. And then finally, while she was trying to blow it and we were all, we started to do different things, she put it on her phone and it came through her speaker. And I wish you guys could have heard it. It was outstanding. It just echoed beautifully crisp and clear. And they call it the day of shouting or blasting. It's the first of the Jewish high holy days specified by Leviticus. See, it's biblical. Leviticus 23 uh, verses 23 to 32 that occur in the early autumn of the northern hemisphere. Amen. The observances, praying in a synagogue, personal reflection, and hearing of the shofar. Amen. Also called the Jewish New Year. Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, is one of Judaism's holiest days. Amen. The holiest days. Um, Rosh Hashanah commemorates the of the world 
and marks the beginning of the days of awe, a 10-day period of introspection and repentance, hopefully everybody does, that culminates in the Yom Kippur holiday, also known as, and you probably heard this term, Day of Atonement. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are the Kippur, some people say, I think it is Kippur, uh, K-I-P-P-U-R, are the two holy, high holy days in the Jewish religion. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And this year, like I said, it's September 16th, and it is the year 5782, I believe. 5782, I believe it is. Um, The Hebrew calendar begins with the month of Nisan, but Rosh Hashanah occurs at the time, the start of Tishri, when God is said to have created the world. Did you notice we have 1987, 1963, 2001, 2021? Look at their number, 5782. Amen. They have been around for a long, long time. And you want to talk about people having experience. I believe that it's okay (laughs) to read the Bible and learn by their experience. You want to talk about somebody uh, aged and wise. I would say that the Jewish people are aged and wise. Amen. America 2021. Let's learn from those who left a trail. Left, amen. Hallelujah. So I'm going to go on. I hope you learned a little bit about that. And I, I oh, by the way, uh, yeah, I have this in my notes as well. For all of the people who understand that, you know, they do, this is the time where they celebrate with apples and honey. I got to tell you, my neighbor, okay, one of my neighbors, two of my neighbors came yesterday, and my one neighbor, her son, has uh, a honey a, a beehive. I don't know what you call it. A bee. Oh no. And he, he takes care of bees. Put it that way. And he gives me honey. Okay. I mean, he gives me honey. He just scrapes it off into the jar. My honey is pure. It's raw. It's the kind of honey that you would use if you had a sore throat. If you wasn't feeling so good. Okay. So what I did was, since since the Jewish people around this time of the year celebrate with apples and honey, I was going to separate apples and honey. Um, a feature, okay, during our event. And so what I did was instead of doing that and taking out time, I put apples and honey in a potato salad, <laughs> okay? I, I make what I call Puerto Rican potato salad. And, I, you know, I used to live with Puerto Ricans years ago, and that's how they make it. And they put apples in their potato salad. So I said, well, if I put the apples and the honey in the potato salad, everybody that eats the potato salad will be blessed. So if you had some potato salad yesterday, you celebrated. Amen. Hallelujah. And, yeah, God is good. Now, I, I entitled this The Difference Between um, Hezekiah and Me. I'm going to be getting it from Second Kings, Second Kings chapter 20. Okay. If you want to turn your Bible, Second Kings chapter 20. I've got to get situated here. Some of you guys that were here yesterday, I let you in my house. Um, we had a good time. Some people were sitting outside. Some people were sitting inside. People were eating outside, eating inside. People, we, there was even a Bible study going on. I mean, there was so much going on yesterday that you had when you didn't notice until you walked around and saw um, 
but it was just wonderful. People were just inside, outside, and I have nothing to hide, okay? I have nothing to hide. The people that were here, okay, the devil tried to play with me before we had our event. A few days before, I was having horrible dreams about the enemy trying to come in. There were certain guys that came in, and they wanted to take over, and they were ignorant, and I had to push them out. I I was flicking them out like with my fingernails, I guess, in the spirit or something in my dream. And, you know, the devil just trying to make me feel like something bad was going to happen at that event. He he, he tried to take over my dreams. I had to wake up 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and just bind him. There was a lot going on there, guys. Uh, that you didn't know that was going through, and this is what happens whenever you try to have something like this for God. The devil tries to stop it, just like he told Jesus. He said, uh, that you fall, you know, jump off this cliff, and, and because the word says that angels are going to, you know, uh, catch you so that you're, you won't dash your foot upon a stone, and are you really the son of God, and blah, blah, blah. He, got, he, got, he was working on Jesus' mind. He, just before you get ready to do uh, something that's important to the kids. My daughter, I love my daughter, Lexi. I am so sorry. They cut me off again, guys. This happens a lot, and I do apologize. If I'm going to have to just keep apologizing, I'm not ashamed. I'm just going to have to keep apologizing. Um, I was steady talking. My daughter came up and said she couldn't hear me, so if anybody is still on, I apologize for that. But I was telling you, um, the devil came, I believe this is where she said I left off, but uh, the devil kept giving me these bad dreams that something bad was going to happen at our event. And a whole bunch of guys kept coming in, and I had to keep flicking them off like with my fingernails in my dream. And uh, I just didn't I had to pray, hoping that something bad wasn't going to happen, and it came out beautiful. Just like the devil did Jesus, he said, are you really the son? Are you really this? And did did it really say the Bible really, you know, jump off the cliff and the angels will catch you unless you dash your foot against the stone? You know, the devil does not. Every time you get ready to do something for the kingdom of God, Satan is going to try to jump in and mess you up. It's that simple. So be prepared and be ready. Be prepared and be ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God is good. God will fight your battles for you. God is not going to ask you to do anything and not jump in and help you, all right? What God orders, he pays for. Hallelujah, the devil can't stop me. I'll get back on it some kind of way. I've got a couple phones here, two two computers. I will get the word out, y'all. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hang in there with me, guys. I'm still here. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Now they're telling me they can't connect my call. That is so wild. I don't, this is anything. Somebody's really, I bind you, Satan, in Jesus' holy name. You will not stop me from getting the word out. You're not going to stop me. Okay. <laughs> this is crazy. I have to do this, guys. Am I good, babe? All right. So my daughter says I'm back on. Oh, my Lord, the devil. This is real. Honestly, guys, this is not staged. 
that one one phone was was dying and it, 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 the other one wouldn't let me back in. This is not staged, I assure you. Anywho, I will edit that out. How's that? Amen. God gave me the knowledge to be able to do these kind of things. I just thank you guys for your patience. Now, let's get to, I was telling you about the, how the devil was working on me before I had this event. Before you do anything for the kingdom of God, the devil's going to try to mess with you. Amen. I've seen big, big preachers on TV preachers, uh, Jesse Duplantis and, and Tracy Cook, Prophet Tracy Cook, and I've seen all of them go through some crazy stuff just trying to get the word out. Uh, Kenan Bridges, Pastor Kenan Bridges. I, just, I could just go name by name of, of, of pastors on fire pastors that the devil is trying to silence them, but he can't because God gave us the anointing. Anywho. Second Kings chapter 20, I named this the difference between Hezekiah and me because, as I was saying, I let a lot of people in my house. I, was not, I have nothing to hide. Um, I was open. Everybody was having a good time. But let's hear something about a different person that led everybody into their home, okay? His name is King Hezekiah, and you've heard of Babylon, okay? There's nothing good that you ever hear about Babylon. Hezekiah was a king. Chapter 20 of Second Kings, amen? And it reads like this. In those days was Hezekiah sick, okay? We're talking about this is after he got sick. And the prophet Isaiah and the son of Amos came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Hezekiah was a good king. He did a lot of things for the kingdom of heaven. He did a lot of things for the Lord. He loved God. Amen. There was good kings and there was bad kings. And I also heard through uh, research, you, some of you guys can study this if you'd like to, but they say the number 13 uh, people try to say about the number 13, they said that every uh, 13th king or something was a bad king. I'm going to have to look that up, but that's what I've heard researchers say about that number 13. Amen. So I beseech thee, Lord, remember now how, how I've walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And he wept sore. And it came to pass before Isaiah was gone out of the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people. Thus saith the Lord God. Notice it says captain. I'll tell you guys about my captain dream in a minute. Thus saith the Lord God um, of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer and I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee on the third day. Thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. And I will add unto thy days 15 years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And Isaiah said, take a lump of figs, and they took the, and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. Now, obviously, Hezekiah had some sort of boil that was making him sick. Okay, and notice that they didn't use Tylenol, all right? <laughs> they used fig leaves. They they had the old-fashioned remedies back in the day, right? And and it, verse 8 says, And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me, that I'll go up into the house of the Lord on the third day? And Isaiah said, This sign shalt thou have the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he has spoken. 
shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or should it go back 10 degrees? Amen? So he's asking him this. And Hezekiah answered, okay, God, well, you know, God's man, God's, um, the, whoever the prophet is that God's using, God can have them ask you a question, and it's up to you to answer it. Like when, when, when a prophet would show up and say, what shall I do for thee? You answer, what do you want God to do for you? Don't, don't you know, play around with it. Don't play tiddlywinks with your answer. Let the prophet know exactly what you want God to do for you. Amen? And Hezekiah answered him. And he said, it is a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. In other words, he's saying easy. It's easy for it to go down 10 degrees because that's what it does. We're talking about sundials here. Okay? He says, but no. He said, let the shadow return back 10 degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backwards by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. It is odd that when Isaiah announced to the king his impending death, Hezekiah believed the word without any question. But when Isaiah said the king would live, Hezekiah wanted a confirmation with a sign. Doubt. It is much easier to believe and accept a bad report when the things are bad than to believe a good report when things are bad. God gave a dramatic sign by moving the shadow of the sundial back 10 degrees. See, it was dramatic. It's easy for it to go frontwards, but it's dramatic to go backwards. This miracle, we'll call it, okay, this miracle cannot be explained. It would require the earth to rotate back 10 degrees, or it was an illusion caused by the sun. We must trust the word that God provided in this miracle, okay? Verse 12, it says, and, and now your enemies are always busy. Okay, all this is going on with King Hezekiah. Watch what happens. Amen. Now, he got sick, supposed to die. God saved him like he saves us, and watch what happens. All right? Let me see. Okay. Oh, there we go. All right, verse 12. At that time, bear with me. Berodach Baladan, the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present unto Hezekiah. Watch out for some of them presents, y'all. There, sometimes a person can smile and hand you a present, and the devil is behind their back grinning, grinning with them. Okay, so uh, the it says the king of Babylon sent him a present because he heard that he had been sick. And Hezekiah hearkened unto them and showed them all of his house. Was I talking about what I did yesterday? Hezekiah showed the king all of his. Notice the the Babylon, the king of Babylon. The good king showed the bad king all of his business. Be careful what you share. Amen. Be careful what you share. Hallelujah. And uh, he showed him all of the house and precious things, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the precious ointment, and all the house of the armor. Armor, get it? He was a captain. I had a dream um, earlier this year, late last year. I think it was earlier this year. I had a dream. I saw a captain standing at a table, a wooden table, old-fashioned big wooden table, and he had people standing behind him, guys standing behind him, and he took his finger 
and he drew like an upper hill, like a, a C that was like an upper hill, like he was drawing a hill or something. They were covering some kind of territory. A battle was about to begin. He was the captain. Amen. And so that's what Hezekiah did. Hezekiah had all of their gear, okay? Hezekiah had all the Glocks, <laughs> you know, Smith and Wessons. He had all that stuff in his place and showed it to the enemy. Showed it. You don't show Babylon anything, guys. Never show Babylon your business. Amen. And he showed a precious thing, silver, gold, spices, ointment, and all that. His armor was found in his treasures. There was nothing in his house. This is verse 13. There was nothing in his house nor in all his dominion. Okay, the king was showing all the business that Hezekiah showed them not, it says. Okay, he got overzealous, okay, proudful, maybe, showing it off. Okay, then Isaiah, the prophet, unto Hezekiah, came unto Hezekiah, and he said, the prophet came back to the king again. And he said, what did these men say to you? Who were these guys? What did they say? And Hezekiah answered and said, they are come from a far country. See? He was all turned on by it because they came to see him, even from Babylon. (laughs) This is the king, okay? Even from Babylon. And he said, what have they seen in thine house? And Hezekiah answered, all the things that are in mine house have they seen. There's nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. The king showed the enemy everything, everything that was in the house. And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. Okay, he, he, he corrected him. Here we go. Behold, the days come that all that is in your house, that which thy fathers have laid up in store unto this day, shall be carried unto Babylon. Nothing shall be left, said the Lord. Okay, the, what do you do when the prophet tells you that everything you have is going to one day soon belong to your enemy? You wanted to show the enemy everything, so guess what? They got it. Okay? When a prophet tells you something, heed the prophet, male or female, okay, no matter what race or color they are. He, if they're a prophet of the Most High God and they tell you something, heed their word. Amen? Amen. And it's just like um, Saul. Okay, the prophet, uh, the prophet Samuel kept telling King Saul. Prophet Samuel kept telling King Saul, you're hard-headed. You're not doing what I'm telling you to do. God is telling me to tell you to do things, but you keep doing things your will, your way, not God's way. And, and, and Saul, wouldn't, Saul kept doing his own thing, and God got upset and took his kingdom away from him, and Saul died, and his son died, because he didn't listen to the prophet. Amen? And verse 18 says, and of thy sons that shall issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, they shall take away, and they shall be eunuchs in the place of the kings of Babylon. You know what a eunuch is? They're demand, whatever word you guys use for that. You know what I mean by that, right? Okay. And they become slaves, servants to the enemy. Then said Hezekiah unto Isaiah, he said, well, good is the word of the Lord, which thou hast spoken. There's nothing else he can say. He blew it. Sometimes, you know, after when you blow it, you blow it. It's over, okay? You're supposed to be the king. You're supposed to be leading these people, and you're not listening to God. You're not paying attention. Amen? And he said, it is not good if peace and truth be in my days. In other words, Hezekiah is asking the prophet, he said, well, can I at least die in peace? 
can, can you can I you know I don't want anybody to come up against us or hurt our people or hurt my 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 kingdom and at least give me peace in my days and truth in my days and the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and all his might and how he made a pool and conduit conduit and brought water into the city. And then says, are they not written in the books of Chronicles of the kings of Judah? When you read in the book of Chronicles, you will read about his works, amen, which, is, which follows this, First Chronicles and Second Chronicles, amen. Amen. This proved, as, as he was showing the king of Babylon, the enemy, all of his wealth, this proved to be a major error of judgment on his part, and Isaiah predicted a day would come that the Babylonians would invade Jerusalem and carry the expensive treasures to Babylon, from heaven to hell. All right, we'll say it like that, from heaven to hell. Now, let me tell you about my hell to heaven, and and it's beautiful this is coming up because I believe that's how uh, Pastor Rita was preaching yesterday how God brought me from hell to heaven. I call this place we live in heaven. It's beautiful. God is good. His his his, his spirit is here. Amen. Here's the difference between King Hezekiah and me. Essie, Reverend Essie. Okay. King Hezekiah was a king. He led a lot of people. Okay. I of course don't lead a lot of people. At least I God will show me if I do. <laughs> I don't consider myself as what you call a huge leader. Okay, and, and he made us. He showed the enemy all of his all of his things. Well, see, back, this is Old Testament, guys. This is Old Testament. Okay, he didn't have spiritual backup, so to speak. Amen. Cause, so he had the prophet, but he was, you know, you know, do what the prophet tells him to do. Amen. The kings, you know, they have a lot of pride, and they've been given power. When you give people, be careful who you give power to. Even the Bible says, lay hands. Suddenly, on no one. There are people who have positions that aren't supposed to be there. Just because they're pastors and ministers and, and elders and deacons and, 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 and prophets and teachers and reverends or whatever, does not mean they're supposed to be there. Amen. They didn't work their way through. They didn't go through the press to be there. They don't have any experience to be there. Okay? So he showed the enemy everything, and he lost everything. Okay, and he was supposed to be the captain, the captain. He was supposed to be leading the armies, not showing all the everything, the, the, the breastplates and the swords and, and all that. He wasn't supposed to be showing that to the enemy, but he did, and he lost everything. The enemy took all of his stuff. Now, you know, what, you know why I'm different than him? Even though I had a lot of people in here yesterday, we had an awesome time. First of all, number one, I'll say it topically, okay, I mean this topically, um, I wasn't any enemies here yesterday. We were all Christians believing in the Lord. Okay, there was no one here yesterday unless they're secretly, notice I said topically, unless they're secretly deep down inside an enemy of mine, like Judas did Jesus. Okay, and number two, I don't have, I don't have anything to hide. Everybody can come and see what they want to see. But here, if somebody did happen to do anything, Okay, which I don't believe any of them would have done. If anybody would have happened to do anything um, that was out of pocket, I have spiritual backup. 
I have the blood of Jesus. Everything in this crib is covered by the blood of Jesus, y'all. Everything outside of the crib is covered by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And this, I mark this place for the kingdom of heaven. I mark this place for God, the God that we serve. And number three, there's angels all around this place. They saw it. I might have saw it. You might not have seen it, okay? I, I might not have seen it. You might not have seen it. But guess who did? God saw it. Amen? God is not going to let my enemy come in here and, and just roughshod all over me and take my stuff. He's not going to do it. I have the blood of Jesus. It's like the blood of Jesus over your place, okay, over our place, is like the uh, the electric fence that circles this place. Some of you saw it yesterday, so that the horses, you know, want to, you know, um, get out or whatever. But every time the enemy tries to step on your trail, every time he tries to put his knee on your neck, he's going to get electrocuted. The blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the angels in this place are going to take up for you and take up for me. And if anything did happen, you could bet the farm on it is going to come out into the open. And that same thing happens to you. There's a lot of things you might not know about. There's things that may go on behind your back, things you haven't heard about. Okay, of course, like that's not like life goes, you have people whisper behind your back, behind your back, and they don't think you know it, but you one either heard it or somebody comes back and tells you. <laughs> you know why? Because God got it like that. And every time the enemy has something against you, and every time he has evil plans against you, God's going to send somebody to you, and you will find out. You would be surprised at what I hear, what I've heard, and what I know that I don't tell. Amen? And I want you guys to do the same thing. People, you know, they don't, well, you know, and, and you ever have the people say, well, he talks a lot or she talks a lot. You don't go by that. You would be surprised what they're not telling. They're, they, even though somebody may talk a lot, they're not telling what you don't need to know. Okay? Amen. Especially if they're a believer. Hallelujah. They're not telling what you don't need to know. So the difference between King Hezekiah and the difference between him and me is the fact that I got heavenly backup straight from the throne. A prophet doesn't rule my place. Jesus does. Amen. If you're not saved, ask Jesus to come into your life. Just tell him, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my savior. I love you. Teach me your ways. And that's all you need to say. And he will accept you into the body of Christ. If you just said that, find a Bible-believing church and learn of him. Everything that you did before this time, as far God throws it as far as the east is from the west. Amen. Reverend Essie, I got to sign off, guys. Sorry for the trouble, but God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.